I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. And they're getting guys out there that have, that have as much business blocking as I do. Some of these guys, some of these practice squad guys. <laughs> they shouldn't even pre- they're not even good enough to be on a practice uh, squad, and they're out there. They're out there on the offensive line. We should line. recreate pros versus. Chose. I was just envisioning Matthew trying to kind of stunt against CJ's armor or whatever, and just try to get to the quarterback. That'd be quite good concept. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what would happen is he would hold me. Yeah. Because he can't help himself. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't need to. He could literally just block me like this. Uh, but like he would grab a jersey or something like that. Personal at this point. Everyone that has Brees Hall on their fantasy team is, yes, it's personal. All right, I'm fired up. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry and Jay Croucher. And in just a little bit, the renowned Denny Carter is will renowned? join the show as well. I think yeah. he's just nouned. Yeah, I was, was going to say, exactly. I think you're using the I word to, I want to lead you kind of into a, uh, another good I, bit here. Yes. I just, I'm just telling you, I, I just, I, yeah, nouned is, I think, is it? Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know that unless, it, unless, does re, maybe renowned goes both ways. Because yeah. renowned, I think you normally think positive. Yes. But maybe renowned also means negative. Yeah. Just yeah. like, you know, infamous. Yes. Yes. Almost like infamous. Yeah, there have been some bad figures in history who are renowned yeah, for their, for exactly. their crimes. See? Like Denny Carter. It yeah, was exactly. Fine. Like, yeah. Yeah, I knew what I was Denny doing. Yeah. That's right. A couple swerves to get there. Listen, we got a lot to go through today. Oh, Wild dude. Thursday night football game in terms of news. Crazy Thursday yeah. night football game in terms of news. Denny will join us for the regression files. We'll look at what's on tap for the weekend. And, of course, we'll close it out with our pickup line. So let's jump right into the Roto World Player news from last night. And for all your Roto World Player news, go to NBCSports.com. Joe Burrow with the hot start in the game. 11 for 16, 101 yards and touchdown. But the bigger issue is, guys, he exits with a wrist injury, and we got to hear from his head coach after the game on the sprained wrist or what looks like a sprained wrist. So take a listen. Zach, you have an update on Joe? Uh, it looks like he sprained his wrist. So fell on it early in the game and then felt it on the touchdown pass. Have you heard it all before tonight? Not that I'm aware of. I have no idea. I, uh, all the information I have is, is two seconds worth. And then we went to go try to find the, try to win the game. 
Those Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor, of course, and the Prime Video broadcast showed this video of Joe Burrow getting off the team bus where you could see that hand, wrist area, and thumb is all wrapped up. The problem is, guys, Joe Burrow was not on the injury report. And, of course, he leaves the game very early with a significant injury to that area of his hand, thumb, wrist. Problematic. But, this, is being, I mean, this will be investigated, obviously. And, and rightfully so. I mean, the, I mean I'd mean, be curious for Jay's opinion here. There's, I mean, there's all sorts of fantasy implications, and we are a fantasy football show, so I don't want to get too far off the reservation, as it were, uh, about this. But I will say that, right, again, sports betting is legal. And that I think that we would have had a different take on the Bengals' prospects in terms of, you know, recommendations we made and money we placed in our own lives and for other people had you known that Joe Burrow was dealing with a wrist injury. I mean, like, you would, you would, you would adjust. Or even if you didn't adjust, at least you could say, like, okay, I knew that. There's a reason why the NFL requires its teams to report injury concerns. And so the fact that... It wasn't reported at all, despite the fact that, and, and that video was pri- prior to the game, correct? Like the, the prime yeah, video. That's him getting off that, the team bus get, to arrive at to the arrive game. To arrive at the So he's, he's got a wrist wrapped coming into the game, and like, I, so yeah. it's, um, it's disappointing. It, I mean, we'll talk about the fantasy implications about the injury getting worse and everything like that, but like, like, how would you deal with, when you were in the betting industry, Jay, how would you deal with a situation like this? I mean, it's certainly frustrating, but it's also a weird thing with the NFL where, like, we are accustomed to this, to the, you know, you get your Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, practice reports and injury designations and everything, but no other sport does this. Like, a couple of days ago, Giannis in the NBA goes from probable to just doubtful and then out of the game 30 minutes beforehand. Yeah. In the NHL, it's just, you have an upper body injury. That could be a respiratory illness or you have a fractured collarbone. They don't dis- define what the injury is. Right. So, but because we've gotten accustomed to it in the NFL, because that is how they go about it, uh, certainly it impacts the line. There's a lot of money bet on these games. It impacts fantasy, uh, which is obviously a huge part uh, of how people follow the NFL. So it's a strange one. I'm not sure, like, if I had, like, looking at the visual of the wrist thing, I don't think that's enough to, like, move the line. But... Uh, certainly, it's impactful, and and certainly in terms of live betting as well, the line went up. I mean, I'll just crazy. tell you, like I had, I, we talked about this yesterday on the game preview, on the Thursday night game preview, and I mentioned the fact that Baltimore's defense is really good. That I had Joe Burrow at QB thirteen, which is probably like the lowest I'd had him in quite some time, and that I was nervous about him. He wasn't on quote unquote the hate list, but he was outside my top ten, and that, and for texts that I got from friends like Howell or Burrow, I was like Howell, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I do think had you known that, like fantasy players would have been like oh so he's on the road against Baltimore in a short week and his wrist is banged up I'm gonna go with Jared Goff or Sam Howell whoever else you might have considered there the difficulty is is with like if he was shown as limited on the injury report <coughs> it's like all right well, what's the actual problem is this like Tom Brady showing up in the injury report every single week like Josh Dobbs is on the injury report this week but we all think Josh Dobbs is just gonna be fine now the rap makes it look a lot worse so I don't really know what to do with this situation, but uh, it certainly hasn't worked out great, and now it's the worst-case scenario for the Bengals. Well, right, and so he, he suffers a, a more serious injury. You know, whatever, whatever level of injury he went into the game with, with that wrist, it gets worse during the game. He gets ruled out for the rest of the, rest of the way as well. And so, I mean, for people, people saw, them, uh, saw them last night, but... Connor, talk to people about what if, if Joe Burrow is going to miss a significant amount of time. And the positives are it's a Thursday night game. They've got 10 days until their game against the Steelers next week, which is suddenly very important for Cincinnati season. 
Um, but uh, in terms of Browning, like, what kind of kid is this? A true game manager in every sense of the word. He had a huge career at Washington. He really understood how to get the ball out. He was very accurate in the short and intermediate area. He's not a guy that looks to push the ball down the field. I was surprised how much he was looking to move last night. That wasn't a massive part of his game. And obviously he was under duress and holding the ball a couple of times. So I think when they get T. Higgins back and obviously chases in this offense, this is a guy that can get the ball out and pepper guys with targets. I think what they lose to their offense is that explosive play breakdown ability that Burrow gives you where they can push the ball down the field, obviously. With Browning, there was a lot of consternation over not going for it on fourth and three towards the end of the first half uh, at midfield because it's Jake Browning and because, you know, you don't want to put this guy in this situation this early and don't know if Burrow's coming back. Like, that's not a reason not to go for no, fourth and three. That is the reason, the precise reason to go for fourth and three. Because when you have Jake Browning, you're less likely to win the game. You want more variance. You want the game decided on individual plays, not on lengthy drives where there's more chance for the Jake Browningness to surface. So they, they should have gone for it at that point. And then yeah. they don't go for it. They give it back to Lamar. He scores a touchdown and it's game over effectively. Yeah, yeah. by the way, I like, I like Jake Browningness as an yeah. adjective. Um, I'll just say this. I thought for a guy on the road at Baltimore okay. on a short week yeah. who probably got literally zero reps in practice this yes. week, or if he, if he got any, he got like just a handful, I thought he looked okay. Capable. He's a capable quarterback. <clears throat> and, and then you think of their upcoming schedule, uh, Steelers, then Jaguars, then Colts, then Vikings. Like, solid defenses, but nothing where you're like, I mean, the Ravens are the best defense he'll face in the next five weeks. Sure. If, again, and we don't even know. Burrow may be fine for next week. We don't know. But I'm just sort of speculating. I think that if – I think you feel much better about Joe Burrow and the Bengals' offensive prospects than you do uh, about the Ravens without Mark Andrews. Yeah. Also, he plays the Steelers next week. Mike Tomlin can't keep getting away with this. He was supposed to play Deshaun Watson and Joe Burrow. Now he's got DTR and Jake Browning. Look at the Steelers' schedule. There is a very real chance the Steelers will be 11-3. and three. It's unbelievable. <laughs> they go Colts, Patriots, Cardinals, I think, are their three games after this. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Steelers might be like the 23rd best team in football, and they might be 11-3. and three. It's like the Vikings and, last year. And once again, Mike Tomlin will get no credit right? yeah, for exactly. Coach of the Year. Yeah, exactly. He, like, right? What's the, he's never finished top three in voting for Coach of the Year. Top five. Yeah, never been in the top five. I mean, he should... Honestly, if they get them to eleven and three, you should really just win the award. I mean, they should just, they should stop at, at yeah. week fourteen. Yeah, and we'll say, it doesn't it. matter no, what happens. Yeah. The rest of the season, anyway. Tomlin always uh, absolutely crushes here. But yeah, I, as somebody who um, has a, a an uncomfortable amount of Mark <laughs> Andrews across my seventeen fantasy leagues, yeah, unhappy last night. Um, as somebody whose best bet yesterday was Mark Andrews anytime touchdown and Mark Andrews over on the receptions. I think, and the receiving yards. I think I went... I uh, almost got the, there I was going to say, came close to scoring. <laughs> I, like, I felt really good about the bet, given how I thought Lamar would have a big game, which he did. I thought that Andrews would be a big part of it. Cincinnati has really struggled against tight ends throughout uh, this entire season. And, yeah, like, I was feeling really good uh, after the second... He's got, you know, it was four and a half receptions. He's got two on the first drive. Like, I'm... This is cruising. Like, he's halfway to his receiving... He's almost halfway to his receiving prop as well. Um... And then, of course, that tackle, and he's out for the year. And so, yes, lost some money. Lost some money. Lost my best bet yesterday. And, of course, all my fantasy teams are now in a hole. Um, this is awful. My stupid, selfish needs aside, I feel terrible. We love Mark Andrews here. He's a friend of the show. He's been on this podcast uh, before. He drinks free today, by the way, at the happy hour. We hope for a speedy recovery for Mr. Andrews, um, for the Mandrews. Uh, but this is um, this is tough, guys, for uh, for was, this Ravens offense. I was a little surprised John Harbaugh just immediately ruled him out for the season. 
with a high ankle sprain. Well, like, let's I listen guess. in on it. Yeah, let's listen in on Harbaugh after the game uh, speaking about the Andrews injury and the significance of it going forward. It looks like a season-ending injury, so uh, our prayers will be with Mark. He, uh, nobody cares more about the team and, uh, and being there for the guys and Mark Andrews, so it's going to be hard for him, but we're going to be there for him all the way. Form of a high ankle, uh, but more than just a sprain, so I don't know any more details than that. Well, yeah, it was definitely hip, hip drop tackle, to your point, and uh, it is being discussed. It's, it's a tough tackle. You know, it was even necessary in that situation. Uh, the other one on the sideline, you know, there, there's always plays that you send in uh, to the league to have them look at and interpret for you. As we're going to see the tackle here, I, I mean, the problem here is, guys, like, football is played at such a high speed, and I, I get it. They don't want this tackle in the game anymore, the hip drop tackle here from Logan Wilson. Yep. The problem is when you talk to other defenders, and I know one of even some of his own teammates today, Mark Andrews' teammates, said it's just – it's hard in those situations to avoid it at times. Right. Because a guy like Mark Andrews is so powerful, so strong, he's just sort of dragging you along with him. Yeah. He's gigantic. He's bigger than Logan Wilson. I don't think so either. I don't think that, obviously, there's not intention. It's just the speed of the game, the intensity of the game. And if you start penalizing things like that, you're going to have the outcomes of game change, you know, significantly changed in ways that are just football plays. It, I mean, it stinks. The play stinks, but it's a football play. It, it is a football play, and it's terrible. Weird that John Harbaugh threw Lamar Jackson under the bus there in that post-game press. He, saying the that he just says Mar- no one cares more <laughs> yeah. about the team <laughs> than Mark Andrews. Yeah. Apparently, L- apparently Lamar is, Take that is, is super. Smith. Yeah, yes. apparently they're all super selfish because <laughs> yeah. because literally there's no one that cares more about the team than Mark Andrews. Um, jokes aside, this sucks. It is weird, right? A high ankle sprain. I mean, we're in week eleven. A high ankle sprain is usually a four to six week no. injury. Right? I mean, so... Maybe he's torn, torn something, a ligament there. It's, a, it's just... It's, it's just I agree, Jay. I think there's some ligament-related issue here. If, if it's what he... He said season-ending. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. to me, is like, we're not seeing Mark Andrews till next summer. Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, this is one of the reasons why I have specifically don't have any ligaments. Can't tear what you don't <laughs> no. have. No. Like, I have... People are like, where's your hands? You're like Gumby. Right? You're, you're it's, like nothing, my, it's nothing but, like, gravy inside of yeah, me. Yeah, you're like my one-year-old daughter. Yes. Right? It's just kind of, you fall over. It's like, yeah, you don't really... You yeah. don't break those bones exactly. yet. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, everyone, everyone laughs at my dad bod, but you know what my dad bod does? Gives it doesn't tear ligaments. Yeah, exactly. exactly. No breaks. No breaks. No, you're can't. never on the IR. <laughs> you ever, you ever, you ever, Limited you ever, sometimes. Right. You ever try to break jello? You can't break jello. That's what happens. You cannot break jello. Yeah, I'm just uh, saying. So that's, yeah. that's what I'm dealing with here, all over here. We'll ask yes. Danny Carter to confirm that, that yeah, you can't break 100%. jello. Yeah, 100%. Well, listen, I mean, like, it was Jay, yeah, during, our magical, during our magical night <laughs> yeah, in Buffalo, yeah. you remarked how soft my body yeah, was. Yeah, it, it was very Jell-O. It's Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Jell-O Friday show. Yeah, yep. like magic Jell-O. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Jell-O. Uh, uh, so people should pick up Isaiah Locke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, in all seriousness, there are people like you, yeah. Mr. You know, I have so much equity in Mark Andrews, that wake up today and go, well, now what do I do? I'm in a horrible position. Cry. Literally, I'm in 17 leagues, and I want to say that of the 17 (laughs) leagues I'm in, our producer Damien, Damien Dabrowski, producer Damien is probably like in 12 of those 17, something like that, 10. I'm in in an insane number of leagues with Damien, and every league that I don't have Mark Andrews in, he does. (laughs) Like, between the two of us, it was just whoever had the, whoever heard the earlier pick in the fourth round, just boom, (laughs) immediately, like it was just an auto auto pick for Mark Andrews. If you do have Mark Andrews, um, if you do have... 
here's one positive here. As you see these names on your screen, for people that are just listening to the audio, what we've done is we've put some quarterbacks and tight end names up on the screen here that are both av- all available in over 50% of uh, Yahoo and I believe ESPN leagues as well. It's a Thursday night game. So, yes, Andrews and Burrow are probably locked into your spots, but if you have an open roster spot, you can drop someone and grab a tight end moving forward because you know you're going to need a tight end. We'll see about a quarterback, but you're definitely going to need a tight end and probably a quarterback. So, Baker Mayfield, who's at the Colts in Week 12. Again, Burrow's already played for you this week, right? But Baker Stafford's at Arizona in Week 12. Um, Some of the tight ends. Friermuth, we expect him back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's at Cincinnati. We know how bad the Bengals are against tight ends. In week 12. Stay away from Logan Luke, Wilson and Pat Friermuth. Right. Yeah, right. Thank you very much. Right. Luke Musgrave at Detroit. Tyler Conklin. Hopefully he continues to get more playing time because when Tyler Conklin gets more playing time, it means less playing time for C.J. Uzoma. They, play the, they play the <laughs> Dolphins in week 12. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to take at least one shot at yeah. CJ Ozoma in every show. Yeah, very Until you know what I'm going to. I now promise to stop. I will stop and I will salute my cap when he gets through one game without one penalty. Okay, it's on the clock. Buffalo Go. this weekend. Yeah, we'll no. see what happens there. But my point is, is that all jokes aside, because I'm sure CJ Ozoma is a lovely man. Um, I, it's nothing personal. It's just you know. It's strictly, frustrating. It's you're, pro- you're a professional. You're a professional football player. Stop having so many penalties that call touchdowns back for your team that struggles to get them. Okay. Um, all I'm saying here is that if you have Burrow or and it's definitely Andrews and possibly Burrow, you need a tight end. You definitely are going to need a tight end next week, and you might need a quarterback. And so it makes sense to be aggressive now, today, while no one else is sort of picking guys up. They're just they're waiting to see what happens this weekend, as opposed to getting in line on Tuesday for the waiver wire. So just be aggressive, and those are some names right there. Firemuth is really interesting, too, I think. Of, of all of them, not only just the matchup in Week 12 against Cincinnati, but also just because, you know, he's been a top-10 tight end in his past. He's coming back. You know, pick it. <laughs> yes, that's the unfortunate I, I, end I, of yeah, the Yeah, th- that's where I stop. <laughs> I, I don't have much else good to say. But we think Firemuth is a good player. Yes. Yeah, he's we shown think, it before. He, he's shown it before. And we will obviously talk about Isaiah Likely as well. He's going to be somebody who's a big pickup. He is somebody who has... Uh, you know, last night didn't do a ton in replacement of Andrews. He's been up and down when Andrews has been out. He's had some big games. He's had some not-so-good games. But I think he's a talented player, and now 10 days to prepare for the next week, and they know that it's not like, hey, this is a one-week thing. Isaiah likely is somebody that they like a lot, and so I do think he'll be a, you know, top 12-ish tight end the rest of the way uh, as long as Andrews is out, given the success of that offense. And a lot of that will be on the plate of Lamar Jackson, who after a bit of a fantasy slump and what's been a disappointing year considering where you drafted him, Lamar Jackson with a great, efficient night in Thursday Night Football. Jay, he gets the two touchdowns through the air. I mean, the one that was called back on the screen really shouldn't have been called back anyway. He always chips in with the rushing. He gets you the 54 rushing yards. Jay, this was his most fantasy points in the game since week seven. We've been waiting on this one from Lamar. Yeah, back to playing at an MVP level. He's back into effectively the joint favorite for MVP on DraftKings after this game. Uh, he just looked a lot more crisp than last week, and it was a disgrace that that holding penalty was called on Odell Beckham on that Zay Flowers 68-yarder. Also, not only did he miss that one, but Camdale Britt, mate, had to make an amazing play to prevent a touchdown yeah. as well on a deep bomb. So, Lamar was fantastic. I thought that the touchdown to Aguilar, the fluke tip pot, that was kind of karma for the Zay Flowers, and also the tipped uh, pick six last week. So, good to see Lamar uh, back in his ways. And also, they have a really tough schedule the rest of the season, which I think is really good for 
his fantasy value because he's not going to be able to have these, you know, 155-yard, no-touchdown games like he was having previously. He's going to have to do Lamar stuff for them to win, and he's going to be a monster going forward. At the Chargers, then a bye, home to the uh, Rams, at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, all teams that can score. Miami, week after that. Right, right. So, like, even though their defense is really good, right, Lamar just can't uh, sit back. He was my number one quarterback this week as well. He finishes with 24 fantasy points. I don't know that he's going to finish the week as a number one. As the number one quarterback, feels like 24 is a number that can be beat by somebody. But uh, if you started Lamar last night, you're very happy, as opposed to the last couple weeks when you were not. Guys, um... Is Gus Edwards the new Jamal Williams? It feels that way. It really like every we keep talking about this. Like at some point, like so, Denny's going to come up and in the next segment, and after we stop yelling at him, he's going to talk to us about regression files. And you keep thinking that Gus Edwards is going to regress, and at some point, he's just not going to score a touchdown. But every week, he does. And again, last night's he gets in there twice. I think it's a product as well. They don't really have you know, your end zone uh, terms of target machine for Lamar to throw to. Like, it's, you know, Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman. These guys aren't, you know, making Justin Jefferson type of catches in the end zone. So they do run the ball at the goal line, and just Gus Edwards is the guy. Fifth straight game with a rushing touchdowns. He has nine total touchdowns (laughs) over those five games. Multiple rushing touchdowns now in three of the past four games. And so, again, uh, he is somebody... He even got involved in the passing game a little bit. He caught two balls for eight yards. But he, he's just he's not a big part of the passing attack. But when they get in close, they seem much more comfortable giving it to Gus Edwards than they do Lamar Jackson. 100% of the goal line rushes in Week 11 went to the Gus bus. And I just, you know, you sort of feel like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't know why Todd Munkin or Lamar Jackson is going to go out of that because they're giving all the goal line work and he's converting. Like, give credit to right, too. Gus Edwards has played well. Yep, small thing as well, but John Harbour historically has been extremely aggressive on fourth downs. So when it's fourth and one of the goal, like, this stuff kind of matters on the edges. Like, they're going to give it to Gus Edwards or they're going to go for that kind of stuff. So, yeah, he is, I think, just... And Keaton Mitchell played okay, had some moments, broke off one run, but certainly didn't do enough to, I say, take that role over from Gus Edwards. And even if he were to take more of the carries, it's still going to be Gus at the goal line. By the way, and just as long as we're talking about Keaton Mitchell, I'm going to bitch for you because that's my role in the job. (laughs) Poor Connor Rogers. Connor Rogers' best bet yesterday was Keaton Mitchell over eight and a half of receiving yards. And we all like that bet quite a bit. And then he catches a ball for nine yards. Al Michaels, <laughs> Al Michaels said it. He goes, yeah, that's nine yards at second and one. And then a brutal spot. Ref takes the ball and goes, no. Nope. Yeah. He's like, I've got the nope. under. I literally heard him. You saw the lips. He yeah. goes, I have the under. Yep. Ball back. I'm I, joking. I'm not accusing any referee of being on the take. I, just a joke. It's well, just a joke. Certainly fitting with the evening they had. It was it – was, I mean. The refs had a tough day at the office. There's no question about this. But, yes, but that was his only catch. Yep. So, the, uh, the over does not hit. We thought you had it. I, I thought literally I had thought, it. I thought, yeah, I said that's second and one. That was I, nine yards. I was watching the game with, my, uh, with David, my oldest son, who's also a degenerate better like me. And David and I were like um, – and I, we were talking about which bets we had for the game. And I'm like, I'm screwed on all my Andrews bets. You know, at this point, I said, but, you know, I had your sack bet, which yep. ended up cashing. Oway gets it done. Oway gets it done. Just quarter of a sack at plus money. Um, he tailed you as well. He's very happy. <laughs> very uh, David good. is. But then, yeah, it was like, yeah, Keaton Mitchell. I'm like, okay, well, that just cashed. All right, yeah. so I went two for three yeah. with, you know, our bets. And then tough break. Tough yeah. break. Tough break. Maybe a stack correction. I'm going to rule that out. Yeah. I don't think that bet's dead yet. Yeah, we'll <laughs> <see>. <laughs> it's a glimmer of hope. There's a glimmer of hope for this. It. Yeah, we'll see. Listen, yeah, with, with Keaton hoping. Mitchell – 
I think right now, Matthew, it's clear that they like him more than Justice Hill, which is a good sign. But the fact of, like, how do you project him going forward in this offense that is so reliant on Gus in terms of touchdown equity? Lamar is still stealing some rushing. You really feel like they need to be in a script that they're playing from behind where they throw to Keaton Mitchell more, I feel like. And this was not that game. I guess so. I I know he only had five fantasy points last night. I know it was a disappointing fantasy day. I'm actually sort of encouraged because, again, like – I thought there there were moments where you're like, yes, that's the guy. He looks like, good. Like, right? He looks good. He's speedy, getting around the edge, everything like that. What is it? He, the two things that I think are exciting. He played 37% of the snaps. That's a season high. So, again, they're continuing to increase his role. The other thing is, is that 86% of the snaps that Keaton Mitchell played came on early downs. He played three third-down snaps, also a season high. But the fact is, is like the fact that he was in the game on first and second down for the majority of his snaps, almost 90% of the snaps he played last night were first and second down, you feel like, okay, they don't just see him as this third-down specialist. They don't just see him as kind of some passing-down guy. And so we all agree on the talent. We all agree on the Ravens' offense overall is really good. I think we all agree that they're going to have to be looking for more options now that Mark Andrews isn't there, even though we all like Isaiah Likely, he ain't Mark Andrews. Not yet. Not at this career. I think that while Likely gets a fantasy-friendly role and should be picked up, and we'll talk more about him next week, the fact is I think the target share of Mark Andrews gets spread around, you know, all of the Ravens' pass catches. I don't think it just immediately all goes to Isaiah Likely. So I think you see a few more touches for Gus, for Zay Flowers, for Rashad Bateman. We'll see about Beckham's injury, you know, and for Keaton Mitchell. So I just, I know that production wasn't there, but the underlying usage, I thought, given how young this player is and that he missed a lot of training camp, I actually was encouraged. Yep. Is that insane? No, he passed yeah. the eye test. No, absolutely. And also, when you look at his stats, it doesn't look great. Um, one, he got a yard stolen from him. Uh, two, he goes 8 for 33 on the ground. One of those plays was Trey Hendrickson in the backfield taking him for a five-yard yeah. loss that he had nothing to do with. Every single running back in the league would have taken a five-yard. Gets the ball and immediately tackled for five yards. So I think that he will be more involved in the offense going forward. And just like a couple other things quickly. Odell Beckham looked fantastic athletically. Yes, he, he looked like he was wearing a Giants jersey out there. He looked phenomenal. We'll see what happens with the shoulder, but seven targets, four for 116, almost gets a bomb touchdown oh, as yeah. well. I think that's hugely encouraging, not just for Odell, but for Lamar as well in this passing offense overall. Look at this pace. Right. He's yeah. playing with so much zip, playing with the swagger that you know, we associate He looks like a Odell. young OBJ. Yeah. There's no question. And a lot of people, you know, myself included, thought, oh, why are they giving him this much money? I mean, if he plays like he did last night, then he'll have earned that. Uh, and this was the big catch there down at the right sideline. So that's really key for them going forward. Zay Flowers look great as well. Rashad Bateman catches the touchdown. I don't think Bateman's really fantasy viable. But last thing on the Ravens, their run defense isn't very good. Joe Mixon kind of gashed them after yeah. Jerome Ford gashed them last week. So we think of the Ravens' defense as being all-world. It is all-world against the pass. Against the run, they are now a below-average unit. So I would not be worried that much about playing your running backs against Baltimore. This is the third straight game that OBJ has had double-digit targets. I think the exciting thing is, to your point, a 30% target share. Again, uh, last year when Mark Andrews was out or left the game early with injury, Isaiah likely got a 25% target share. Uh, they seem more balanced on offense this year than they were last year, which is weird under Todd Munkin. But they're going to get uh, creative here, assuming uh, Beckham is healthy for next season, uh, next week. I'm sorry. Like, certainly you can see him um, stepping up into uh, more of the passing attack because I agree with you. He looked like young OBJ 
there as well. And I, you know, I can just I can speak from experience here. When you hear those whispers, why do they give this old guy all that money? It motivates you. It <laughs> motivates you. Still got a couple good games uh, yeah. in the back pocket. Are you talking about Connor Rogers? Yes, yeah. that is exactly right. Well, Connor's not old. <laughs> yes. Connor's not old. Not yet. But yes, yeah, yes. you hear those whispers, yeah. and you're like, "I'll show them." Exactly. And then you and then you take it's a nap. Good. Very apt. <laughs> Very apt. <laughs> All right, let's jump away from Thursday night football and into the injuries we're tracking going into the weekend. Tyler Lockett did not practice again with that hamstring. We've seen this from Lockett before, yeah. so keep an eye on his Friday status for the game. Don't panic yet. Noah Brown and Damian Pierce still not practicing. Those are a little bit concerning. Those are the worried yeah, ones. Yeah, those are definitely the ones that you should be a little worried about right now. Hawkinson, Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson, Alexander Madison, Raheem Mostert, and Devon A. Chan all limited. So we will see their statuses going into the game, Matt. I think I saw something from Keenan Allen where it's like he, he, said, he said that, he's gonna he, play. He, right. yeah, that he's yeah. got an AC joint issue in his shoulder, but he's still going to play. Mm-hmm. I'll be out yeah. there. Yeah. Keenan Allen is one of the toughest dudes oh, yeah. I know. in the NFL. Most he is, underrighted player in football, A thousand percent. He is so effing tough. And um, this is a guy who early in his career broke, broke his collarbone. And he's, he had some bad – lacerated organ? Yes. Which was, well, I don't know what organ like, it was, but he definitely lacerated something. He's just, I just remember – this is one of the things that we talked early in his career. I've been doing this for so long. I remember, just, I remember talking and, – and Stefania Bell, my, my friend and my former colleague over there at ESPN, I mean, we would always talk about this. Like, everyone was like, ah, Keenan Allen is injury prone. And we're like, no – He's just been incredibly unlucky. Like yep. one week, one year it was the collarbone, one, you're right, the kidney. Like it just, and then it was just like, no, no, no. I promise you, Keenan Allen is gonna. And then, you know, he not only you know got healthy and became one of the best wide receivers in football, but stayed healthy for a long, long time, and has been. So I, he's again, just one of the toughest dudes in the NFL. So yeah, some stupid AC joint, whatevs. I'll get up there. Who needs a shoulder to catch? That's exactly uh, what Ken Allen sounds no, like. Exactly. Just, just here. This one's down. But look, I got one arm. I got one shoulder that can go up. Right, That's all you need. to bring in Danny Carter off the map. Well, he's coming. Are you sure? Yeah. I've been watching. I'm this. very bitter about Deontay Johnson. Again, he's the reason I'm out of two different guillotine leagues. So you're going to say Denny Carter. I well, and Denny Carter. Well, because Denny Carter, freaking Denny Carter, could not stop shutting up about Deontay Johnson. Just Throwing kept carping balls. for him yeah. and, like, just. And I was just like, okay, like I was a little nervous, but I, 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 I own my own. I own my own decision. Yeah, it's all but about the man in the mirror. It is the man times. in the mirror. I looked. I made the decision. So, I also set the line uh, for Denny using the word funnel at fifteen yeah, and a half, yeah. and I took the over. Yeah. What do you think about that? In an hour long uh, Q and A on YouTube, I, I set the line at fifteen and a half. Is that a good line? You tell That's me. It's pretty high. It's pretty high. But he does say funnel disproportionately yeah. Yeah, for a regular human being. And the man of the hour joins us. Represent. He is truly a company man today with the t-shirt on. Man. Denny, wow, the welcome in. You've been a hot topic on this show. I know that's nothing new to you. Yeah, listen, I'd like to publicly apologize for Kenny Pickett, first of all, who, who let us all down, I think, with Deontay Johnson. And, and Matthew, he, he checked with me two or three times. He said, are you sure? Are you sure with Deontay over, over Bijan? And he didn't know, for some reason, that I'm a Tyler Algier dead-ender. Okay, yeah. you got to know that about me. Yeah, no, like, I was nervous about Arthur Smith. I've been ranting about Arthur Smith, and I'm just like, I could just see him getting cute. And Tyler yeah. Algier, and I could, and it was against Arizona, and I'm just like, I could just see Algier getting the first touchdown, and then Arthur Smith being like, I'm going to ride the hot hand, and you see, Algier is good. Shut up, all you B. John Robinson truthers. And Deontay Johnson, to your point, had been like, a, he'd been a top 10 wide receiver, I think, for three straight weeks, massive target share. Guillotine leagues are all about floor. And so I felt like the floor on Deontay Johnson was – uh, better than Bijan, who could have a bigger game, obviously, but also a lesser game because Arthur Smith is crazy. 
So uh, I was on the fence, and then you're just, but your insistence on Deontay Johnson and my blind, dumb trust in you made me, like, I own my own decisions. It was my call. I made the call. Also, by the way, Travis Etienne and Lamar Jackson did not help either. They both crapped the bed last week as well. But it's just, it's easier and candidly funnier to blame you, Denny. And so that's what I am doing, and I'm instructing the audience to go to YouTube after the show, to go to your Q&A on the NFL and NBC YouTube channel, and do nothing but ask you questions as to why you hate Barry. Why, do you, why did you sabotage my guillotine leagues? With a smile. I did it. I, 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 was sent, I was sent by your league mates into the studio to give you bad advice. I want you yeah. to know that. Yeah. Hey, that Danny, makes sense. while you're apologizing for Kenny Pickett, I'd also like to apologize for you. In that video, I said that you use the word funnel disproportionately for a regular human being. You're not a regular human being. Not even close. <laughs> uh, you're a very special man. human being. Okay. So Thanks, man. I do, I do say funnel a lot. I'm going to try to avoid it today. Yeah. Oh, no, oh. You're, you're skewing the line. No, no, lean into it. No, you should lean into it. You should sorry, try to. Sorry to the overbet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone, but you know, everyone, like 90% of bets are on overs. Come on, now everyone's taking the over on 15 and a half. Like, just lean into it, for the love of God. No way. Denny joins us every single Friday for the regression files. To read the full article, go to NBCSports.com. Players who are overproducing or underproducing based on their workload, playing time, and opportunity. Denny, let's start with the negative one this week. Who are you looking at on that side of things? Uh, George Kittle, because man, he is getting away with it like nobody else. Okay, I'm I'm gonna try not to bore the audience with all the metrics, but let's just say that George Kittle is really getting by with like elite tight end one production sometimes on three or four targets. Last week, four targets against the Jaguars, 116 yards and a touchdown, thanks to that, you know, pseudo hail mary that Brock Purdy threw up. And we're gonna give him all the credit. Okay, I'm not I'm not. This is not a shot against Brock Purdy, who may be overrated. But he, he threw it up, Kittle caught it, went for the touchdown. This has happened several times this year. Uh, Kittle has four or fewer targets in five games this season. It just can't last. So what I'm saying is be careful about who you start Kittle over. I think if you have a guy like Dalton Schultz, who has, I think, a much safer PPR floor, I think you lean his way because Kittle is not commanding targets the way he he has his route running is a little bit down. And this a Niners offense, as we know, wants to be super run heavy. That all goes against Kittle. Barry, you were very skeptical on Kittle coming into the season and, you know, oh. kind of plays to what Denny said about this week. He's the tight end equivalent of Mike Tomlin, who also yes. keeps getting away with it. Um, we all love, by the way, we love George Kittle here. He's been a guest on the show. He's, an unbel- he's a friend of the podcast. And we love Mike Tomlin. But, yes, both have had more success than they should, given the, cert- the Kenny Pickettness of it or, um, or just the lack of targets, as you will, for George Kittle. I do have him as a top three play this week against Tampa Bay, which I don't think is a particularly imposing defense. I think Purdy in the entire passing offense. But I understand what you mean, which is that, like, Kittle might be a sell high, whether it's this week or next week. I, you're right. He cannot sustain this level of fantasy production given his role in the offense, the fact that Debo is back healthy as well. Right. With everyone with everyone back there, I think uh, that's, a, uh, that's a bit of concern. Yep. Firstly, yeah, Denny. De- Debo makes all the – I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Debo makes all the difference for Kittle. Go ahead. Sorry. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, firstly, unbelievable pot shot at Brock Purdy on your way out there. The yeah. uh, leader in the NFL in passer rating, QBR, and EPA per play. But, that is mean. Huh? Denny's, like, Denny's smiley, so you think he's nice, but he's yeah, he not. doesn't like production. He, he doesn't, doesn't like production from he, the quarterback position, and he never has. He, he, do, he doesn't like production. Uh, he, he doesn't like button-down shirts. No. 
He doesn't like me. Honestly, <laughs> when you think about that, he, he, there's a lot of like, yeah, yeah. He's just uh, he's a hater, yeah, is what he is, on. Jay. He's, he's a, a hater. Oh, I'm a hater. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I I tend to hate everything. So you're yeah. right about that. He's got Odell Beckham in his regression, bad regression section after we just talked about how much we love OBJ. But another guy that you don't love, Denny, is Cortland Sutton, fresh off of his one-in-a-thousand touchdown pass that he caught from Russell Wilson on Monday Night Football. But you think he's unsustainable because of uh, his touchdown production inside the 10. Yes, I mean, really, really quite productive, quite efficient inside the 10-yard line. All, all of his touchdowns this year have come on nine targets i think eight touchdowns on nine targets inside the 10 um i'm gonna run the numbers real quick and tell you that that probably can't last and also the broncos uh, over the past month have turned into an ultra run heavy not gonna say funnel uh uh offense and uh that that's not good for judy it's not good for Cortland sutton it's great for javante williams who's just going to be i guess ridden as as a workhorse as a centerpiece of this denver offense going forward uh, so I, I don't think that you can look at Cortland Sutton's recent production, although he did have a pretty good target share, I will say, against Buffalo last week. Uh, I don't think you can look at that and say, okay, this is what I'm going to get projecting forward in this Broncos offense. All right, Denny, let's look at a more positive side of things. Who's a positive regression candidate for this weekend? Yeah, man, it's the, it's the cover guy on the regression files. It's Chris Godwin. And look, I I didn't go into this exercise this week thinking, oh, I'm definitely going to highlight Chris Godwin. But Mike Evans, as I outlined in uh, the regression files piece, Mike Evans is, is not dominating air yards and target share in this Tampa offense the way I thought uh, he was. And, and honestly, Chris Godwin has gotten very unlucky. He's been tackled inside the three-yard line three times this season, including... Uh, two weeks ago and last uh, last week he led the team in air yards I think that he's uh, going to see a lot of volume in this game against the Niners in week 11 because the Niners are a I'm gonna say it they're they're a pass funnel folks they're a pass funnel they, and, uh, and and the bucks are the bucks are are a, a pass first team you know whether whether they like it or not they 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 are because Rashad white not been very good nobody else is very good in that backfield so they've had to drop back a lot I think you can lock in I don't know, 40-plus dropbacks for Baker Mayfield this week. That should be great for Evans and Godwin. Barry, how about a positive regression candidate for you? So I read, uh, I read Denny's article. I, I, kinda, I, I, I hate read it every single week. Like, this guy. <laughs> um, but, you know, he brings up one good point, which is... <laughs> only one. Uh, no, many good points. You should read the article. But Three. hate read it like I do. Three good points. Yeah. Um, Tony Pollard, who is, uh, of course, the cover boy... On uh, the Roto World Fantasy Football Draft Guide magazine, it has not been a banner year for Tony Pollard. Um, I forget who was it. You didn't know, Denny. Who was your recommendation to me for my ride or die? Somebody recommended Tony Pollard to me. It was not me. I, I recommended Anthony Kyle? Richardson. Okay, yeah, that that would have been a good one. That actually, I mean, yeah, obviously Maybe injury, Kyle. but Maybe might have been Kyle, Kyle Dvorak. Yeah, I think it was Kyle Dvorak actually. Bad call by Kyle. <laughs> um, just catching strays here, poor Kyle. Um, but here's the thing. Tony Pollard is too good, and he's getting too many opportunities. I don't know that it's necessarily this week. Again, I am at running back six this week. I still believe uh, in Tony Pollard going against a Panthers defense that has allowed the most rushing touchdowns to running backs, the second most fantasy points to opposing running backs, the third highest rush EPA, the third highest rush yards after contact per attempt. Like, it's an unbelievable matchup. Only Christian McCaffrey has more inside the 20 rush attempts than Tony Pollard. Like, so he's getting the opportunity just for whatever reason, bad luck, bad blocking. He just hasn't been able to cash that in. He is too good. This offense is rolling too well in Dallas. That's not sustainable. 
he will start getting into the end zone uh, sooner rather than later. So I thought it was going to start happening last week. I think it happens this week. Even if it doesn't happen this week, I think it's going to happen eventually. I'm with you, Denny, on Tony Pollard getting better. I mean, look, it has to happen. I know we said that this last week against the Giants. Okay, Giants are a pretty bad run defense, but Carolina is pretty much in a tier by themselves as far as bad rush defenses go, okay? Again, not going to bore you with the metrics, but the metrics point to possibly the worst rush defense in the league over the past month. I think that if Pollard can't get it done against the Panthers, it's a disaster. It's a, And also, we have to say, Mike McCarthy comes out and starts talking about Rico Dowdle a little bit this week. I don't know, guys. I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant, but it's got to happen. If Tony Pollard can't get it done this week, I'll say this. If Tony Pollard can't get it done this week, Mike McCarthy should be fired. Should <laughs> yeah, be fired on a seven and yes. three team. Yes, yeah. I don't care that they're seven and three. I don't care that the offense, is, the Dak is looks better than he ever has Super in like three years. Mike McCarthy should be fired. Yeah, he's turned yes. Dak into an MVP candidate. He yes. should be fired. He should be fired. <laughs> yeah. He should be fired. Without I wasn't thought. ready for that. And uh, yes, I, no, yeah. I thought it would be like yeah. you know maybe you're worried about starting Pollard. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no. Maybe they should change the run game schematically. Oh, Mike uh, McCarthy on the unemployment go, line. Him and, and Ken Dorsey. And Dak will be next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another four-touchdown game from you, Dak, and you're fired. Yeah. Tony Pollard doesn't You can time. catch Denny for his live fantasy football Q&A right after happy hour at 1 p.m. Eastern time on the NFL and NBC Did, YouTube oh, channel. Yeah, we, 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 I thought Jay had – doesn't Jay have one from his article? No, we were in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were somewhere. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 yeah, yes. Okay. Denny, great seeing you. I, you know what, Denny? Us. I don't read the rundown. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to admit Seems that. Seems important. Oh, listen, when I'm talking, I'll listen to you for two minutes. <laughs> That's the process. Yes. Yeah. That is uh, oh, just a little behind the scenes. Just a little, yeah, uh, pull back the curtain. I know. I thought there was another. Anyway, the I thought there was another player. It. I thought there was another player after Sutton. It, it doesn't matter. It, whatever. It's fine. It's hey, fine. Uh, listen, I had I had OBJ in the bad part of the article, so right. maybe you want to fade the article this week. Although you should still go to NBCSports.com and read it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Listen. Yeah. Tell me more about Deontay Johnson, Denny. So he's sitting at home in my guillotine leagues. <laughs> See you, Denny. Never heard. Of him. Uh, bye, Denny. Denny Carter will be on the NFL and NBC YouTube channel at one o'clock Eastern. Please go troll him thank you very much thank you denny it's big 10 saturday night the battle for the freedom trophy is on as the corn huskers head to madison to take on the badgers saturday on nbc and peacock here comes saturday night presented by discover we're on a break when we're back what's on tap the highest point total matchups of the weekend have you ever brought your magic to walt disney world like hey we came to play Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection. 
infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Sunday night, the Pastronaut-led Vikings battle Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Sunday, 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. The red-hot Broncos. Sell it a little more, Connor. Come on. The surging Broncos. There you go. You will not want to miss. The Russissants. I don't like Pastronaut. No. It's too weird. I disagree. I think it's awesome. I thought we agreed on Dobby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that one stuck with the general public. We, as a show, agreed on Dobby. I don't think anyone else is Dobby! (laughs) Either way. Two what? red-hot quarterbacks facing off on NBC and Peacock Sunday What's night. What's on tap is brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Nothing is as easy to enjoy as a Sunday full of football and a fridge full of beer. But these are the games we're locking in on, of course, with the highest totals of the week. And with that, we start with the Cardinals at the Texans. The Texans favored by five points in this game. More importantly, the over-under is now set at 48 points. Listen, Barry, I'll start with this. Forget yeah. the, the highlights of C.J. Stroud and Kyler Murray. Do we expect a repeat for Devin Singletary in this Texans backfield, or is he going to come back down to earth? Somewhere in between. Now, uh, literally just during the commercial break, uh, got a report, Damian Pierce spotted back at practice today. So the fact of the matter is, is who knows if he's going to be active for this game, what his role will be, but it does feel like at least Pierce is trending in the right direction. We'll see how that goes Sunday morning, but... So do I think he crushes? If he were the only guy, if Pierce is out, 100%, because Singletary's got 90% of the team's rushes over the last two weeks while Pierce has been out. And teams that face the Cardinals this year are averaging almost 27 running back carries per game. They are, the Cardinals, a run-funnel defense. Shout out, Denny Carter. They also allow the third-most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So it is a great matchup for the Texans running back, whoever that is. My expectation is that Singletary will be the lead here, but certainly if Pierce is active and gets double-digit touches in this game, that would damper the enthusiasm for Singletary. Right now, I have him as running back 19. Remember, since week seven, no team in the NFL has allowed more touchdowns to running back than the Arizona Cardinals. So I do think Singletary is still a viable top 20 play this week, even with Pierce back. Just damper the enthusiasm a little bit. Curb it, if you will. Uh, and uh, Pierce, you know, suddenly becomes like a desperation flex if he's active. I think the other thing here is that they're five-point favorites in That's this what game. I was just When's the ask last you about? time it yeah. just feels like the Texans are never five-point favorites? So they should have a game script to be able to run the ball. And I think Singletary, given what he's done, given that Pierce probably we didn't practice earlier in the week, he's probably still a little bit banged up. I still think it's Singletary's job. By the way, five-point favorites is sh- like I mean. The Cardinals have Kyler Murray. Right, that's why I'm like, shocked I, like, by this. I mean, like, I, the Texans are a great story, make no mistake, but it's not like the Texans' defense has been dominant. It's just been all C.J. Stroud. By the way, Noah Brown not spotted at practice yeah. today. So, again, they're probably – maybe they get Pierce back, but they're without Noah Brown, likely. And then, I don't I don't. 
Kyler Murray has like games in Arizona, like no, five strikes me is a big line for Texas. Games in Houston. Oh, games but, in Houston. Okay, sorry, but, but still, no, five I is like, a lot for yeah, a game. I like that, the for all the buzz about CJ Stroud, which I think is justified. Like, I think Kyler Murray is probably just as good as CJ yes, Stroud at this right. point of his career. Yeah. It's just it's weird for me that Kyler Murray is a five point underdog, yep. like no, to the Texans. Our as next, good as the Texans are, and they're a great story. Our next game: Bears at Lions. Detroit is favored by seven and a half points. The over/under for this one is set at forty-eight points. And Jay, it's the return of Justin Fields. Are you comfortable starting him in his return off IR? I am, for the most part, just because I don't believe in this Lions defense much at all. Their numbers on the season are actually pretty good. They're a top ten defense by EPA per play, but I think that's fake. The way that Herbert was able to dice them up with one receiver, the fact as well that not in their numbers uh, are the 150 yards and three touchdowns that Jimmy Garoppolo left on the table for Devontae Adams against them too. So I think that Fields, while there is uncertainty uh, and Matthew's got him ranked as QB 13, so kind of a borderline start, I think you can do much worse than Justin Fields this week. Yeah, and that's exactly right. You could do worse than him. Again, he's a borderline starter as well. Since week seven, it's a good matchup to your point. Uh, Lions allow the fourth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. In the two games prior to his injury, Justin Fields was averaging over 30 fantasy points. He had he had a tough start to the season, but the last two games before he got injured, you know, he was uh, producing at a high level. He crushed in both games against the Lions last year, had 130-plus rushing yards in those games. And so, yeah, I mean, I think he's a high-end QB2, low-end QB1 this week in his first game back. Our last game here, Raiders at Dolphins. Dolphins favored shout by— shout-out to T-Bag. The, yes. For a good run while he was there. It's a great run. Take great run. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, we're not, we're not going to be able to use that anymore. I mean, there's what always a, there's Justin always a Fields, J-Bag No, no, it, doesn't, no it doesn't make sense. No. J-Bag. Yeah. Yeah. What, we can call, what about J- Josh Dobbs? Josh Dobbs? Like yeah. J-Bag also for J-Bag? Uh, no, J-Bag. You know what? Uh, J-Bag over here. That's uh, right, Connor. Now we're talking. Something to think about. Okay. Our last game. I like that as a nickname. The Dolphins are favored by 13.5 points against the Raiders. This total is set at 46. I feel like the Dolphins are responsible about 40 of those points uh, when you look at this line. The Raiders have won two games, no denying that. But with Aiden O'Connell, um, you know, they haven't been exactly a pass-happy team here, Matthew. Did last week do anything to ease your concerns about Devontae Adams this Well, season? he got 13 targets. I mean, that's yeah. the important thing, right? It's his second most in a game this season. It's clear that Antonio Pierce, as a coach, interim coach, says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get the ball in my best player's hands. He, he went to the Matthew Berry School of Coaching. Again, like, you know, last year, girls basketball, I was like, get the ball to Josie. Yeah. Get the ball to Sophia. Get the ball in our best girl's hands. And that's what we did, and that's why we won the championship. We went undefeated. Um, Phil Jackson uh, over here. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, so we, we had our first practice uh, last night, a yeah. new group of girls. Yeah. Got my work cut out for me this year. Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rebuilding. Sleeps. Yeah. Yeah. It's heat, a rebuilding year. culture gotta, program. Uh, Very um, uh, yeah, Josie, Josie graduated. We're, we're, we're short this Sorry, year. Uh, we're going to have to be a transition team. Anyway, uh, and play scrappy defense. Um, and foul a lot. Yeah. We're going to have to foul a lot. Two-three zone. Uh, Two-three zone. We're definitely doing the three-two-three. <laughs> like, we spent 20 minutes on that last night. Anyway, but yes, I, just to your point about Aiden O'Connell, like, uh, he had a 52% target share. When he's gotten at least eight targets this year, he's averaging over 19 fantasy points per game in a game in which they should be down, you know, to uh, – we think the Dolphins, you know, come out and just have a monster game here. So I have Devontae Adams as a top-ten play this week. I think Antonio Pierce and Aiden O'Connell, like, we're going to get the ball – to our best player on offense, and that's Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. I'm more nervous about Jacoby Myers here. Yep, I agree. Devontae's clearly the guy. I'm just a little bit worried about 
how bad Aiden O'Connell might be because he has not looked good in his first two games. And yes, they'll be in a throw script, but sometimes to be in, like to stay in a throw script, like you need to get first downs and stay on the field. I'd be a little bit concerned about his ability to do that. But listen, just you know, junk time still counts. Ask anyone that's got Jamar Chase, right? You, you yeah. know, last night junk time still counts. So I, I'm starting. I'm starting Adams. If I have him, I'm starting him. He's a top ten play for me this week. That'll do it for What's on Tap, presented by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. We're taking one more break. When we're back, it's time for Last Call. Jay and I got our pickup lines for Matthew. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly, plus all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Real quick, just before we get there, just a couple of quick updates that I'm seeing. Uh, Antonio Gibson not practicing for a third consecutive day. Brian Robinson should have a field day against the Giants as well. Uh, McDaniel said very optimistic about A-Chain's availability for Sunday, but needs to be needs to get through practice today, so not 100% certain. And uh, Salah kind of, um, you know, said, quote, we'll see on Garrett Wilson playing Sunday. Uh, there, quote, there's a couple of hurdles he has to clear, unquote. That's from Zach Rosenblatt on X. So that, that's a big one. That is so, indeed. There's no one else to throw to. No, by the way. no. <laughs> I'll tell you. Lazard. No, exactly. Lazard doesn't catch. It doesn't catch. CJ Ozama. All of a sudden, here's your chance <laughs> yeah. of redemption. CJ Ozama. Oh, Tyler Conklin man. about to have 100 yards. Um, uh, before we get to pick up lines very quickly, I need a ruling for you on this. Like normally, I am against people coming up with their own nicknames. In the case it. of Penn State, Blake, it actually worked. Like, he came up with that himself, but it actually worked. Did he really? He did. He I thought up. we just naturally no, called him no, no, that. No, 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 no. He came Penn up State. with himself, and I normally don't I like I do people. like that one. Right. 
But I, I'm kind of digging J-Bag oh, over here. Yeah. No? Give me the weekend. All right, let's give me the weekend. Let's workshop it. If, Gar- if Garrett Wilson plays, I might be more, you know, fair enough. It has an amazing yeah. origin story. We yeah. wanted to keep saying Tyson Bage and stupid <laughs> nicknames, so we called me <laughs> J-Bag. J-Bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the, pretty good. the origin story is what matters. It's that time of the week. Our pickup lines for Matthew. Jay, what do you got this week? This is We say it every week. This is the segment, I think, when it comes to our bets that we do the best. Oh, uh, no, it's no, my favorite. Tony Pollard didn't score twice Fa- last week, time by the way. Uh, so, do you know who's the second worst rushing defense in the NFL, Matthew? It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. And now they go up against the Philadelphia Eagles, who have an excellent rushing offense, excellent O-line. My bet is DeAndre Swift over 58 and a half rushing yards. Past three weeks... Uh, Josh Kelly went for 75 yards against the Chiefs when they were trailing the whole game. Javante Williams went for 85 yards. And then uh, Raheem Mostert, in a game that, by the way, they were losing the entire time. They were on 21-0. He still went for 85 yards. So I think the way that the Eagles are going to play this, I think they're going to establish the run. Swift has had 14 carries or more seven of the past eight weeks. That should be all he needs to get to 59 rushing yards. So give me Games in Kansas yards. City, too, which, yeah. again, you want... A little bit of weather. A little bit of yeah. weather running. Try to take the uh, crowd out of it. Yep. I'm looking I at like the pastronaut, Josh Dobbs, but not to pass, to run. His over-under... the Dobby voice? I cannot do the Dobby voice. I'm I'll sorry. Do Dobby! Dobby. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, his over-under for rushing is set at 29 and a half, and it just feels wrong to me. I mean, he's averaging over 45 yards over his last five games. 44, 66, 26, 43, 47. Very consistent. More importantly, he's averaging seven rush attempts. This is part of Josh Dobbs' game now. Wasn't the last couple of years. Now he's a guy that consistently will look to run seven times a game. I think he gets to at least – I think it's the last week that it's in the 20s. It doesn't make sense to me. I actually like both bets quite a bit. I would bet both of them – I think I'm going home with J-Bag. I'm J-Bag! A little, I'm, a, I'm a little... You just want to say J-Bag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a thing. I mean, if his nickname was C-Bag, you'd be yeah. all in Dobbs. That's percent. <laughs> I'm a little... i got to be honest with you. I, I do think Dobbs gets there on the rushing. I'm a little nervous on the road at Denver. Broncos playing tough. And I, it's been tough. a Cinderella story for Minnesota so far. I'm, I don't know. I, Denver's red hot, and defenses get up in prime time. I, I don't know. I'm, I think Broncos win. I, I think Broncos, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Hey, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. For J-Bag and Connor, <laughs> I'm Matthew. Also, thanks to Denny. We'll see you on Sunday morning for pregame. Peace out. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. 
Use Clorox products as directed.